to the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Make sure to use that promo code DNVR25. You'll get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on this episode, Patrick, they did it. It's official. They put Larry Walker in the Hall of Fame. They did it. Long overdue, but it it's finally here. We've been talking about him as a Hall of Famer since January of 2020, nearly two years ago. And at that point, he was a Hall of Famer. But it wasn't officially official. You go to Cooperstown, the National Baseball Hall of Fame, and yet you go into the Great Hall where all of the plaques are, you would not have seen Larry Walker until about three, four hours ago when his father installed the final screws into his plaque. And there he sits besides Ted Simmons, Marvin Miller, and Derek Jeter from the class of 2020, along with all of the other greatest ball players from the last 150 years, from the creators and, and the, the harvesters of the game, like uh, your, your Henry Chadwicks and your Alexander Cartwrights and, and sure. so many people that helped the game evolve, Babe Ruth to Jackie Robinson, Willie Mays, Satchel Paige, and now Larry Walker is among that class. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, Patrick, it was an interesting day. I, I kind of woke up today and I, and I thought, you know, the big day was almost the announcement because I'd spent so long believing he was never going to get in. And, you know, I wrote my big Larry Walker piece. I did, I did the big Larry Walker blowout in writing like in 2014. <laughs> right. And we've obviously talked about it on this show. But in a way, I almost had this weird sense of like, I almost felt like I've said everything there is to say about Larry Walker. And I've written everything that there is to write about Larry Walker. I've tweeted everything that there is to tweet about Larry Walker. And that maybe like the the apex moment was really just the announcement that he'd gotten in. Uh, because that was such a huge moment. We really didn't know. It really could have gone either way. And so I wasn't sure. Like, in the morning, I didn't have that sort of extreme anticipation that I thought I was going to have for, like, this big, momentous day, you know? And it wasn't really until he started speaking that I think it, it, it really sank in for me again. And I was able to, even though I've done it a hundred times, I was able to pour back over the baseball reference page once more and think about the memories and the games and, and let it all come flooding back and remember what a career and what a character and what a person and, 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 and all of that. And it really was like, it was just this great celebration of, of everything that he was about and, and that he represents and some of what he, and he talked about some of that, we'll get into it here a, a bit, but what he represents is Colorado Rockies fans, and Colorado Rockies baseball, and being the first person ever to take a CR on their hat, put it right there in Cooperstown. And that is it. You know, there's, there's, there is that little difference. And I didn't think there was going to be because I'm not a guy for ceremony and I'm not a guy for it being made official. Like you said, we, we've known for a year and a half. He was going to the hall of fame. I've, I've done been known, but then, like you said, the two moments when he started speaking and he even said it kind of, it's kind of real now. huh? And then when his father also Larry, 
hammered in that final. Now I'm getting emotional, but but that's it really meant something to all of us who grew up here. You know, there 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 are so many angles to to play on this, and I I, I think to to go with the the most obvious one here with everything that you just said about representing Colorado and and representing the region of of fans is his story is the story of kids in Colorado for the past 30 years. He's a Canadian boy, you know, grew up to, you know, play hockey and was just, just athletic and didn't necessarily know the game and was, was welcomed into this new world, this new nation of the United States. And, you know, he even talked about it in that capacity and, and how he was able to really defy the odds as, not only the, the second Canadian-born player ever in the Hall of Fame, but the first position player. That's something that you know I think gets gets lost a little bit. Ferguson Jenkins, great pitcher. Right. Who's the first position player though that's playing every day? That's Larry Walker, who's mm-hmm. who's had to go through that grind. And so I think that is a similar you know story or narrative to kids who play in Colorado where they're not considered part of the baseball world. You're not on the coasts or in California or in Florida, Texas, Arizona, even to a degree, these hotbeds of baseball. And because of that, you're somewhat of an outsider and you're somewhat of a long shot. And yet guys like Kyle, uh, Kevin Gossman and, and Kyle Freeland, who we saw on Monday, you know, coincidentally enough. And hey, right, day, what a week, yeah. Taylor Rogers from Centennial, Colorado, pitching for the yeah. Giants at Coors Field. This beautiful symmetry of, you know what, it's not impossible. It might be unlikely, but if you have the dream and you are daring enough to go after it, you can achieve those dreams. Yeah. I want Mark Melanson to add to that list and bring him in next year if he's a free agent. Padres might want him back. He's been good. But there's another – Another Colorado kid. I was looking at look at his, his season he's having, but uh, yeah, man, it, it, it was pretty amazing. Like you said, talking about how far he's come. Of course, he told the Utica story, which is one of the greatest stories in the history of the sport. Um, but it's been told on this podcast many times. I'll do it as quickly as possible. It's the one where he's rounding the bases in minor leagues. He runs back across the pitcher's mound because he didn't know you had to touch second on your way back to first. Almost like it was a guaranteed double in the gap. <laughs> He's going around second base to third, trying to pick up the third base coach. Is he going to score? Oh, actually, the ball got caught. Oh, I got to go back to first base. Right. Quickest route is a straight line. Well, not quite. And thankfully, that wasn't ever captured on on Uh, video because that could have ruined his chances. uh, And and it had been similar to that Ruben Rivera play. Remember that one? What a bunch of clowns. What a bunch of clowns. Uh, But I like that he told the story. Because one, I know that even though we all know it out here, a lot of people are probably hearing it for the first time. And two, what I like most about it is he he explained why he told the story, which is exactly what you were just talking about, which is like for those kids who, you know, have made dumb mistakes and felt really stupid or felt like, oh, man, my uphill climb is is so far that, you know, I, I'm just not going to be able to do it. And, you know, you got to learn. You got to grow. You got to become a sponge, Bob. And you got to get out there and and do everything you can like he did to become the ball player that he did. And so it, it it's inspirational as well to be like, yeah, man, I was I had no idea what I was doing, but I worked my ass off. And uh, yeah, so I love that he told the story and I love that he explained why. And he was brave enough to to sign that deal in the first place when, again, baseball wasn't his first love. And I don't think very many people held that against him but there were some and yeah. that shouldn't be the case. So it, he was brave enough to, to take that chance and say, okay, here I have an opportunity to do something big. And he failed a lot there in, in the early going, but it's nice. You could fail in kind of relative anonymity. And, you know, we, we need more of that. And yeah. we, the entire world is at the tips of our fingers where you can see an umpire, you know, punch out a, a 12, 12 year old kid on, on a curveball in the outside corner of the plate. And next thing you know, it, it goes viral and like, you know what, they're, they're all trying to do it behind the yeah. scenes and figure yeah. it out. And Larry Walker was able to do that and fail, but yet still keep getting back up 
each and every time on, on top of that that horse like a like a true Canadian Mountie <laughs> and, <laughs> and was was just able to do it and oh man, he what a day in the get up with the red and the hat he he looks so good. Let's get to a couple of early comments we got coming in here. Keep them coming in uh, all day, all night, all along uh, while we're talking about Larry Walker here. Off here on the YouTubes, Andre's coming in saying uh, Walker was a great five-tool player, part of the Blake Street Bombers. I will always remember when he gave the fan the ball and then wanted it back. <laughs> that was funny. Congrats to Walker on the Hall of Fame. So that was, do you remember, how many details about this? So it was because he thought there were three outs, right? He was doing the thing where you go, you hand the fall, the ball to a fan, uh, and then realized there were only two outs. And then he, because, and this is, he's not the only person that's ever happened to before. Trot Nixon, I believe, was another famous one. Did it when he was with the Red Sox, uh, handed the ball to somebody while, while there were still <laughs> there's still an out to get. But Walker went and got the ball back and tried to throw it back. He <laughs> tried to get the guy out. Which I don't think anybody has ever attempted that before. It's like one of those. When Happy Gilmore is listing off the records that he set, and he says, I'm the only guy I ever took off my skate, tried to stab somebody with it. <laughs> like, Walker's the only guy to ever try to get a baseball from out of play and bring it back into play to try to throw somebody out. I'm pretty sure that's true. And that was pretty early on in his career. He was still with Montreal at that time. Uh, I think it may have even been in Los Angeles. So uh, yeah. there, there you go. He's, it's not even his ballpark. It's not even his fans that he's going to to try to help out there in, in that capacity. So again, didn't doesn't let something like that define his career. And and Mark, to your point about, you know, being a uh, or Andres, uh, to your point about him being a five tool player, you know, one of the biggest comments I think that people made who are in attendance was, wow, I did not realize how great his numbers were. I think mm-hmm. I think our guy Manny, check out his tweets from the day at Manny on MLB and hearing the people around him, Yankees fans go, Whoa, those were his numbers. Like, wow, those are really good. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was really good. And again, played in obscurity in Montreal in Colorado, but people just being shocked at what he was able to do and that he batted 300 for his career, hit over 300 home runs, stole over 200 bases. And that's something only a handful of guys have been able to do. Mays, George Brett, himself and uh I'm, I'm forgetting another name as far as you know retired yeah. players that are in the hall of fame so it's, and then it's how pretty many rare to balance and then how yeah and then how many of those guys are seven-time gold glove winners so it, it just yeah it, it's it, it really is amazing that he was able to, to put all that stuff together uh like you said mark saying it is weird uh, kind of echoing what i was talking about earlier weird getting re-excited for this seems so long since the announcement but genuinely happy with larry walker is the one uh, to lead hopefully many Rockies in the future. I think we'll see Todd Helton, you know, before too long. And and I do think it's right that Walk was the first to go in. I, I think he was the first truly, truly great player uh, to suit up for the team. And I know, you know, when we had Drew Goodman on the, the show, he debated me a little bit about that and wanted to go to bat uh, figuratively for uh, a few of these guys. And, and I 100% appreciate it, but I also, I, I stand by that statement. I think while when you talk about again when, when we're when we're splitting hairs when we're talking about that proverbial basketball stadium that all of the players in Major League Baseball fit into right and then so every everyone's in the stadium you you played in Major League Baseball you fit in the stadium congratulations you're in the room way to go you know then if you were uh, an All Star ever in your career you're probably sitting first uh, front you know floor seats you got floor seats around the front row you know you're not in the second deck third deck and then if you're in the hall of fame you're taking up like half of one section that's what we're talking about here. a couple of rows of guys and larry walker belongs in that row of guys and now he gets to sit down there proverbially take off his colorado rockies hat and spongebob and he's he's in those luxury seats and somewhere up in the rafters there is uh, a gentleman, and and it. I, I love the, again the symmetry of it all. Uh, you got Welker, and you've got Walker, Colton Welker. Mm. You know, joining the fraternity of how about that major league ball players, right? One of twenty-two plus thousand people, and then on the same day, Walker goes and joins a group of only three hundred 
33. You can't write these kind of things. So it's, yeah, long overdue. And, and we're going to have another celebration too here in Colorado, which is also beautiful. Mm -hmm. It feels like it doesn't feel as, as finished or as finite as it maybe would have normally and getting right. you know, the vote in January. There's a slow build. Originally they were going to retire his number, I think in a ceremony in, in April, if I remember from last year on 2020. And then he would have been inducted in July would have all been this big rapid thing and fantastic. And as it were, you know, we know what happened, but we'll get a chance to celebrate it once again. And, and yes, there, there could be a slew in, in 20, 25 years time, there could be another five more Rockies players in the hall of fame from Helton to Arenado. And, you know, I've written articles before more about guys who dip their toe in the water, but you know, does Jim Leland ever get in? Maybe right. sure. Not remembered even remotely first time in Colorado, but you could go to the Hall of Fame maybe at some point with your kids or your grandkids, and you see Colorado next to Jim Leland's name. Or a guy like Dale Murphy, who was believed to be the first maybe Hall of Famer for the team that never got in, but maybe will get in at some point. Dwight Evans, who was a coach for the Rockies for a little bit. Don Zimmerman, Don Zimmer, who is a, who is a baseball lifer. There's been a lot of people that have passed through Mile High Stadium and now Coors Field, that are Hall of Fame caliber caliber people and have been on the precipice of being a Hall of Fame caliber contributor to the game. And so I think it's only a matter of time for, you know, the voters and these committees, modern era committees, to kind of catch up. Yeah, 100%. So we are going to toast our Breck Brews on this day to both Larry Walker and, as you said, I'm toasting it also to Colton Welker because I can't, I cannot get over the symmetry of that. I'm glad you didn't let me forget it, focusing just uh, on the old man, as it were, uh, because life is, it's amazing that the symmetry you get there, that this young man makes his major league debut on the same day uh, that, this other guy goes in the Hall of Fame. I mean, you have no idea what kind of career that Welker's going to have, but it's not even about that, right? It's it's about the, um, I'm not going to sing at you, but the circle, I, damn, I said I wasn't going to sing. It's about the circle of life, folks. Is that, that's what it's about. And it is it is really beautiful to watch the next generation now come up and try to show. He's got his entire, like, Walker now, at this point, right, this is like the, the very, very end of Larry Walker's baseball career. Now that he's in the Hall of Fame, that really is the last thing that's going to happen to him it's the last thing you can accomplish he hasn't played in 16 right. years but right, right it's the culmination of like you can't do anything more than that right and welkers yes. started today it's day one <laughs> and who knows where he'll be not just 10 15 years from now at the end of his career if he's lucky enough to have a career that long but then maybe the 10, 20 years, 15 years, you might have to wait to see if you actually, you know, get something special like this. So toast your Breck brews on this great day to all these players. You know, you can get a bigger Breck brew down at the DNVR bar. If you're a member of the family, subscribe to the DNVR.com. Today, you get discounts on hats and shirts. You get to hang out on our Discord channel. It's full of all kinds of fun and interesting people, I promise. <laughs> Very few of them are bite. Uh, unless you ask them to, <laughs> but no, there's a, there's a lot of fun in there talking pro wrestling and, and what are you cooking? Uh, what do you got photographs of lately? A lot of, a lot of really talented photographers in our community. So there's a lot of people come hang out and chat sports or anything else with come hang out with us in there and uh, yeah, be a member of the family today. Also be a member of the DraftKings family today by downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app makes watching along with sports a whole lot more fun. Sometimes it makes having a wallet a whole lot more fun because it, it gets thicker and thicker. You get more money if you're good at it. Sometimes, And if you're smart at it, you don't lose very much money. You lose very little dollar amounts and you just have a lot of fun. I basically look at it as paying $5 to make four at-bats a game a lot more exciting, <laughs> which is like... It's perfectly worth the buy-in. And then sometimes you actually win some solid money, you, you know, take someone out for dinner. So get on the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR 
New customers can bet $1 on any football game and receive $200 in free bets instantly. You don't you don't need your team to win. You don't need them to score touchdowns or any of that kind of stuff. Kick a field goal, nothing. Your team can literally get beat 100 to 0 and not gain a single yard. You bet a dollar on that game, they're going to hook you up with $200 and free bets to bet on whatever you want on DraftKings Sportsbook. Good way to get yourself started. So you've kind of got a little buffer zone there. You can go out and find out what kind of bets you like, what kind of bets you don't maybe like. whole lot of fun, though. Also, check out our DNVR Bets program. They'll help you get you set up. They have a phenomenal record, by the way. Like, if you just follow them, you'll make money. So uh, get it all done. And don't forget to use that promo code DNVR uh, at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado-only free bet promotion for new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Max wage limits apply. One per customer. Frictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. A couple other, uh, we got some more comments here. The comments section. My mother, Barbara Creaseman, coming in with, I want to hear him tell the story about when he and Randy Johnson were in the minors sleeping in the luggage racks on the bus. It's too bad he couldn't just tell all the stories. It's like, it could it should have just been Larry Walker Day. Who even is Derek Jeter? I don't even, <laughs> he should have just been able to go and tell all the stories. Um, what do we got? Will Will's we're sharing favorite memories and stuff. We'll go with Larry Walker with the 9-3 put out against Tony Fernandez in San Diego. For those of you that don't score at home and, and don't speak baseball leagues entirely, that he threw a guy out at first base from right field on a, a very <laughs> fast runner. To, he's a shortstop. Tony Fernandez is a shortstop. Right. 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 It wasn't like a, a Sean Casey. Was that who got thrown out by a left fielder? But he was remember that that whole play but yeah no that was that was a as we all know walker had one of the great arms in in history and it's like one of those tools that isn't always the most important to winning a baseball game but yeah it's also one of those tools that we're really not great at uh fully evaluating yet because there's no like evaluation there's no number you can put on for a guy who hit a single like, like the look. Think about the double that Elias Diaz hit today, right? The 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 hustle double. If Larry Walker's in right field, it's not a double. It's an easy out. In fact, not only is that not a double, the dude never even considers trying to go to second base, and that's what we can't measure. The guy who's starting to round first and just goes, nope. Too many variables at play, right? And and yeah, did the pitcher you know hit his spot, or what if the ball was hit harder? What if it was hit softer? What if it was a little bit to the left or a little to the right? And that's one spot where I don't think statistics can kind of make up for that. You know, I think, you know, fielding independent pitching is probably the best way of, of going about something like that, where you can just parse out the deep fly balls that are home runs, the strikeouts and the walks, like three things that are really different and kind of diverse yet you can make a statistic out of it. There's, we, we can't quantify it. You're right. Yeah. We just can't quantify what he was able to bring other than, you know, go gloves. And we know that's not always a perfect system, but if you get seven, I mean, <laughs> even if half of those are right, that's pretty damn good. You yeah. Know? Right. So just, it, it's so wonderful for him to get his, his day in the sun. And, you know, obviously in certain parts of, of the country, you know, there may, you know, Derek Jeter, let's face it, probably would have maybe gotten a little bit more press, but, you know, watching the the ceremony, it was, it was really about each guy, as, as it should be, right? Isn't hey, it's Derek Jeter leading the class. He went last, and I think he deserved to go, you know, last. But it opens up, and you 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 see all the Hall of Famers that have passed away, you know, since we last gathered yeah. in twenty nineteen, and that really mm-hmm. hits home. And Ted Simmons starts it off, and is like, okay, well, that's the speech to beat. I don't think anyone's going to beat that. Just the way he was able to yeah. – uh, he was very, very – not loquacious, but just very eloquent. He was eloquacious, you know? Uh, yeah. It was amazing the way he just was able to weave everything in there in his career and uh, say so much, and that was that was so important. And I'm glad he went in with – you know, Marvin Miller, he even goes on to, 
to talk yeah. about Kurt Flood. And I hadn't realized it when I was at the ballpark yeah. yesterday. I saw a couple ball players that had a shirt that said Flood the Hall. And I know that I didn't I didn't know what it meant at the time. Oh, I probably good. should have oh, done the math. Man. But it was that's a black right. shirt with that a silver font. And I go, Well, okay, well that's this is a Rockies thing, maybe, or we'll we'll find out exactly what mm-hmm. it is, but there's nothing that's read about it for Kurt Flood and his time with the St. Louis Cardinals. So Again, it was just uh, a lot of symmetry, man. It, and it just, it was a beautiful day and it was great for, again, you see those Yankee fans listening in intently about Larry Walker and learning so much about his career and, and, and getting a couple pops, getting, getting them to laugh and, and enjoy in the names of his, his family members and his stories and all those things. And I think he won over. Very, very, Terry, yeah. Larry, and Jerry. <laughs> I think he won over a lot of people. Like I think some good expos and Rockies gear are going to be purchased by Yankees fans who probably yeah. already have a closet full of jerseys and t-shirts and hats. They're going to be buying some expos and Rockies stuff. I think before they leave Cooperstown this week. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, since you brushed up against it there, I will address it, but I want today to remain a celebration of, of wonderful, positive, good vibes and everything. But I, I did see some people saying, and I agreed some of the preempt, you're right. The ceremony was about as perfect as a, a ceremony like that can be. A lot of the preamble stuff was of course, pretty, pretty Jeter heavy. And we all do get tired of it. And I'm right there with you folks and and the let's talk more about the the other side of it the potential productivity because it what's frustrating about it is what, what we can hopefully put pressure on people to do in the future is there were some missed opportunities there but some were gained because as you talked about a lot of people did seem to be learning about Larry Walker and i think that was what was kind of so frustrating if a bit more of the preamble had done a little more explaining how great this guy was for an audience. Cause I think if you watch the whole show and you're maybe a, a twins fan or a Reds fan, or a White Sox fan or an Angels fan, and you watch the whole thing, you would be forgiven for coming away, believing that Derek Jeter was five times the ball player that Larry Walker was, unless you were really paying attention to the stats, right? And then, some of the stats that got thrown out. Like, cause they did do that, but, but I'm saying if you're just kind of watching the TV show, part of the, the, the presentation of it, but again, I, I want to stay positive about it here and just say that, you know, they did do ultimately a pretty good job of educating a wider audience on who Larry Walker is. And while they could have done better, we can all do it. Can't we all do a little bit better? Couldn't we all? So, you know, let, let's appreciate that. Let's toast our Breck brews and tip our caps for that. But, you know, yeah, still keep ratcheting up and reminding people that these are great opportunities to maybe overcome the perception or, or reality that, you, you know, we're kind of treated like second-class citizens out here and all the pomp and circumstances really for the other guy. There, there were even two parts of their speeches that were – kind of oddly symmetrical where Walker very earnestly thanked every member of the BBWAA, including the people who didn't vote for him. He said, you've got a really hard job to do. And I understand that. And then Derek Jeter made this kind of suave, very charismatic joke about the one guy who didn't vote for him. And I do think that that, there's a symbology there. <laughs> There's a symbolism to why one fan base feels one way and another feels another about how they're treated. And so, yeah, I, all that said, it, it was a wonderful day. Let's not rain on the parade, but it's like, yeah, man, it, that, that it took Walker the full decade and the other guy is still like, mm, one guy didn't vote for me. It's like, man, you know how many people didn't vote for him? For how many years? And you guys basically have identical war, but Walker did it in 900 fewer games. I think for those that were there uh, on the grass at the Clark Sports Center, it it was balanced because it it always is. I mean, when I would go as a kid, um, there would be people in that 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 went in, you know, through a veterans committee or you know, Deagle League players who I didn't know very well at the time, and frankly, still don't know very well. That to your point, there's so much more that 
fans need to learn. And there's so much more that the storytellers of the game, like you and I, and, and we need to maybe be better at yeah. telling those players stories. Um, so I would hear those names and not really care, but it would be balanced. It wouldn't just be about Phil Rizzuto or Steve Carlton or Mike Schmidt or Reggie Jackson when I saw those guys get inducted. But on the TV side, to your point, okay, a lot more is made about Derek Cheater because they're doing something a little bit different where they're trying to keep people tuned in. And, to a big audience. And, yeah. But if you're there, it is, it is very much – um, a balanced thing, but, but you're right. Everyone needs to be honored equally. And I, and I'm, and I'm glad that, yeah, I think there actually, I do think there was some grumblings about people like, Oh, come on, get to the Jeter thing. You know, they're hot. They're sitting on the sun. So it wasn't anything necessar necessarily personal, but yeah. I think they probably end up coming away realizing, Oh crap. Yeah. You know what? Uh, mm -hmm. All of these guys were really damn good. And I think that's the whole point of, it's not just the National Baseball Hall of Fame. It's the National Baseball Hall of Fame and museum. Like you're going there to learn and get educated. Right. Sure, you want to see your guy, but you're also going to come away. So you're going to have to wait. You want Derek Jeter? You're going to have to wait and learn about Ted Simmons, a player who won ballot mm -hmm. on the Baseball Writers Association of America. Wasn't even deemed worthy of, well, there's enough guys to say, hey, no, this guy is pretty darn good. Let's think about it again next year, and I'll talk around and maybe see if I can get him a couple more votes. No, one and done. Goodbye forever. He gets in, thanks to the Modern Era Committee. Marvin Miller, a guy who was all Catches behind the scenes. So underrated. So underrated. And Marvin <laughs> Miller, a guy who helps bring about free agency. Like, what? Yeah, at one point, you were just this you know, well-paid slave, as Kurt hey. Blood himself called it. So – People learned about that. My mother just read that book, by the way, just as you, since you're throwing yeah. it out. And everyone should. Well-Paid Slave is the name of the book. Read it. It's everyone good. should. And and they came away learning about a, a kid from British Columbia, Canada, who defied odds in, in so many ways to not only be the first Canadian position player in the Hall of Fame, but the first Colorado Rockies player mm -hmm. in the Hall of Fame. And they can't take that away. They can't take that away from us. Can't take that away. Uh, I got a few other things to get here, too, in, in the comments. A couple other great memories. There's plenty of stuff. I mean, we've talked about a lot of it over the years. We're never going to be able to cover it all. But, hey, if you want someone who can cover most of it, cover yo ass a little bit, can really help you out, actually. It's our friends over at Chevalier Mortgage. They are going to really help you through what can be an absolutely wild market out here in Colorado. You need some mortgage advice, anything like that, you need to figure out this market, you got to go to dnvrmortgage.com, enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat. But more importantly, you'll get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options with Mike and Virginia Chevalier. They're fantastic. They know the market. They're going to treat you like family. They also know about sports, so they can talk to you a little bit in the in-between times about particularly the Rams. They know they're CSU Rams. So if you happen to be into that, but what's going on with the Rock, I'm sure they're just as stoked as any of you today about Larry Walker being in the Hall of Fame, all of that. So check out our friends at Chevalier Mortgage. Again, it's dnvrmortgage.com to get uh, potentially the free shirt or hat, but without any potential, just objectively, the free consultation, which is absolutely fantastic, dnvrmortgage.com. Or you can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or Mike at 970-412-2472. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006, and Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. A few more of these. Uh, Will mentioning, oh, shoot, where was it? Uh, oh, yeah, I loved this, too. Walker talking about 1994, getting a team back in Montreal with Bud Steeling <laughs> sitting up there, and, uh, and uh, Bob Manfred behind him. just like... All this stuff, it's like, yo, and, and even shouting, even saying things like in, in the times we're in now, where it was like, I hope they get that ticker tape to you out there at Blake Street. Like, he knows the state of the team, and he wasn't shying away from anything. It's like, look, I hope good or great baseball can come back to these places where right now there is not good or great baseball. And, and he was very upfront about that. And I, I really appreciated it. I'm glad he didn't shy away from those particular subjects. You know, it's going to be hard for him to pretend like Montreal wasn't important to him. But, you know, yeah, like 
why the hell is there not a what's going on? Come on, let's <laughs> you know. I, I liked him putting the pressure on it. It's like got a certain extra sway. It's like he's already using his sway as a Hall of Famer. Like now that I'm up here, I've got a few ideas. <laughs> I'm looking forward to rewatching it again too, and and yeah. picking it apart in a, in a positive way, right? My my remembrances of it from you know only a few hours ago. Obviously, still has the SpongeBob uh, pin on his lapel, which. We, we talked about it. We made our predictions. Go back and listen to that on, on the, the podcast that we recorded on Tuesday about, you know, what he would do that right. was a little quirky. We didn't nail it. We didn't nail it, but. Lapel, I feel like, is a pin is, like, close to, to socks. It's, like, it's an accessory. You were, in the, you were in the accessory department. I don't remember anyone ever doing something like that, to be honest. Maybe, no. maybe a breast cancer ribbon or something, but. Definitely nothing like that. Just so unique. Uh, Talking about representing the the fans uh, of the Colorado Rockies does go ahead and gives a shout out to Dick and, and Charlie Monfort, who we saw there in attendance, as well as head athletic trainer Keith Duggar was there, um, head of you know the communications department. Uh, I think I have his title correct. Jim Kellogg, uh, who was. Uh, who is a boss of, of my buddy Paul Parker over there uh, for the Rockies. So it was really good to see a lot of the folks behind the scenes who was there, who were there in the 90s for Larry Walker to get this opportunity to go. We know Jenny Kavanaugh and, and Jeff Houston were there to celebrate him. As we said, Manny Randall, Thomas Harding was there. And so it was wonderful in this unexpected couple years that we've had. And the, you know, don't forget, the ceremony was also canceled this summer at one point right and it was going to essentially be behind closed doors until they said you know what we think we can get it done it's going to be midweek so really we're just talking about locals and the real crazy diehards who just have to be there and it looks like there was still a pretty big crowd yeah, yeah. but uh it you know it, it all went off without a hitch and uh it, I, i'm looking forward to listening to it again because yeah so many of them just were very careful with their words and, and very eloquent and, you know, really made a point to say those things. And like you said, you know, sure, maybe the Rockies organization is, you know, on hard times, but the speech that he gives is going to last forever. Yeah. No one's going to remember in, well, in four or five years they might. But uh, people people outside of the Rocky Mountain region oh, yeah. who aren't Rockies fans aren't going to necessarily know in five years. Like, oh, when he was talking about the Rockies, remember, in 2021, they had a very bad home and road split. They traded Juan <laughs> Arenado. No, he's just saying, hey, we hope that there can be a parade down Blake Street. Oh, you got us fired up, Larry. That's yeah. pretty darn exciting. And again, Ted Simmons gives that shout out to Kurt Flood, as yeah. well as Catfish Hunter. And Andy Messersmith and these guys who helped go in and uh, uh, Dave McNally and, and go and kind of start the genesis of free agency. Ted Williams did it in his speech, apropos of nothing, when it, there, there weren't right. these soapboxes. He just took an opportunity when no one asked him to or wanted him to and said, hey, these Negro League ballplayers need to be here as well. They didn't get the mm. opportunity that we did. And he just did that apropos of nothing. And so that you go back and look and go to use a word that some people might not like how woke that was <laughs> in a time in which it yeah. wasn't a thing. When woke you was, know, yeah. this, this is something that just stands for all time. And so Ted Simmons did a perfect job. You know, Larry Walker did a perfect job. I thought Donald fear speaking for, for Marvin Mill and his family, you know, was, was really nice. You know, and, and Derek did uh a really good job too. And, and uh, I actually thought it was funny. I'll, I'll rip on him a little bit here. Cause it was very boilerplate, very public speaking one oh one. Yeah. He, uh, he, at the beginning, he, he did it once and I was fine with it, but he did it once where he said, ah, I just at this, you know, luncheon and for the New York writers. And I had this three hour conversation. I don't know what we talked about. I don't know what it was, but just this person giving me their attention and it was amazing. And I thought, wow, I'm so lucky to be talking to this person. They know who I am. That was Rachel Robinson, widow of Jackie Robinson. You're like, oh, okay. All right, whatever. That was cool. And then he literally did the same thing again. Mm. I forget who even it was at that point. But I'm like, you, you're better than that. Come on. You get a couple of speechwriters behind you to use the same kind of general yeah. public speaking trick. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was still 
you know, really, it was just, it was great, man. I, I, I got choked up all throughout it and it was, yeah. it was just yeah. a, a wonderful day. It, it, it really was, you know, it's, it, it's so easy to get bogged down in, in the day to day about all of the things that we want sports to be. And, and they're never exactly what we want them to be because they can't be, but it's the only place where every time somebody else wins, somebody else has to lose. That's just the way it goes. It's built in. Not everyone can win. Only one gets to win the big dance at the end of the year. Everybody else goes home sad, right? <laughs> Not if you have a certain kind of perspective, but it, it, you can get caught up in all of that stuff. And, and we can get so caught up in the importance of, you know, God, Chi-Chi getting rocked the other night. And you just go, how does this guy even belong in Major League Baseball? But when you step back on a day like today, and you can take the real 35,000-foot view or whatever that phrase is of the game of baseball and go like, you know what? He does, man. He's in that basketball stadium. Now, he, he may not be there much longer, and that's rough. And that, that's a tough place to be for a guy who might be proven, you know, he just can't hang at this level. But for a minute there, he did. And in individual moments, he did and he could. And the difference between Chi-Chi Gonzalez and Larry Walker is far smaller than the difference between decent double-A guys and guys that never got drafted but were really good in high school. You know what I mean? Like the, Like – we think of them as as not even being close. A guy like, you know, I'm picking on Chi-Chi right now because he's had a terrible game, but whoever, pick a guy. Whoever your least favorite player is in Major League Baseball or whoever has been. And these are the days where we do get to, and it's not that we can't criticize those guys or say, hey, it's time to DFA, it's time to cut. That's not what I'm saying here. This is just one of those days where you back up and you go, damn, isn't this a thing that we all get? Like, 150 year long story that everybody gets to participate in from Larry Walker to Chichi Gonzalez and everybody in between gets to participate in it. When you go back over the history books and you find, Oh, so-and-so hit his whatever career home run off of what's his name. And now you're, you're down that rabbit hole. This is our story. This is our game. And days like today, you have to stand back and celebrate the story, the game, all of it as a good, even the stuff you hate, you know, it, it's just, yeah, it, it was a really magical day. And so that's why even some of the Jeter warships that on any other day would have me like, rah, 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 rah. I just, I couldn't do it. Not today. The, the Rockies getting swept by blowing yet another lead. They should have just, you know, might've been like, ah, you guys, but not today, <laughs> not on this day. Yeah, it's, it's a day to celebrate, and it's a day to share the game, too. I know, and this would be something I'm, I'm sure you may want to talk about or maybe you've thought about it enough and you don't want to get too choked up, but sharing the game through generations and, and sharing the pastime with the people that we love around us, you know, our fathers, our mothers, our grandfathers, our grandmothers, aunts and uncles, whoever they are, and how the game seems to get passed along and all of those memories and you know manny again on on twitter thinking about your dad and 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 how your father's favorite player was al kaline and ted simmons immediately comes out and starts talking you go wow this guy really can speak and he's got a great head of hair and wow he's fantastic and the first guy he mentions growing up and watching was al kaline and that you know was something that that impacted me and Again, thinking back to just my father and I going to Cooperstown all those times and and having these memories and Ernie Banks wanting to talk to my father for five minutes for a reason we have no idea. Meanwhile, a line of people are waiting to get his autograph behind us. But that was just this moment that we were able to share in and, you know, getting Willie Mays' autograph and then going standing in a line for Pete Rose's and thinking like, 
I'm, I'm holding onto a piece of kryptonite. This is Willie Mays. I got to shake the man's hand. And so just having those memories and sharing the history of the game with one another and passing it down for generation to generation, it's, it's celebration and it's a shared celebration. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it, it was hard not to get a little, whew, uh, <laughs> it was a little intense. It was coming at me from all directions today. The alkaline stuff. It, it's great that, I, by the way, as we have this conversation, my, my mother's making fun of me in the comments, which is perfect uh, for having, a, did I say that you get a free swan from Chevalier Mortgage? Because if I said that, uh, do not call them and, and ask for a swan. Uh, but that's hilarious also because I was thinking today about my years of practice and study in public speaking and the years I did competitive debate and watching people get, like you talked about, I, I noticed some of the stuff that Jeter did that was a little like, hmm, I know that trick and I know why you're going back to it or whatever. And seeing all of the tells that Larry Walker was nervous as hell, like more nervous than he was to face Randy Johnson throwing 101 mile an hour fastball out of the left-handed slot. Like Walker was nervous. I'm telling you, even because he hit it so well, but he was extraordinarily nervous. You can, if you know the tells to look for, uh, he, he nailed it. Uh, he really did. There were a couple little things I'd coach him on, but thanks mom for that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, it really, by the way, shout out to Manny for that. Uh, that was really, that was really awfully nice of him. And he, he, he didn't, he didn't have to do that, but that was, that was nice. And and that he was thinking of it. And, and I was obviously following along with his coverage, sad that, you know, we couldn't be out there. I couldn't be out there and, and all of that, but it's just, yeah, yeah, you you think about it, you go back, you remember your mom and your dad teaching you to play catch and and my dad did teach me to model my game after Larry Walker and he, and even watching the speech today, I think kind of just to model my general behavior after this dude who, who's so real, right? That's like the thing. Like if you can tie cuz it's not like we have the same exact personalities Larry Walker and I don't know him well enough to say that one way or the other, but watching his speech be like, yeah, like that's it. That's what dad wanted me to aim for was this level of authenticity. This like, I'm going to tell, I'm going to start by telling people a story about the time I screwed up. Like, yes. Right. Like these are the weird things I've thought. These are the weird things that I've done. I've got SpongeBob right here. You know, it's like me talking about Ninja Turtles or Marvel comics or Final Fantasy games on this podcast or whatever. It's the same idea be who you are all of the time and i really admired that about my dad so i am getting a little bit emotional but i i really admired that about watching larry walker play the game of baseball because it's it is a game of self-expression and you can be so many things out there on the diamond and he could be all of them he just made it up he was just like i'm gonna be everything I don't know how to play the game, so I have no limitations. And I feel like that's how I've approached this job. I don't know how to be a sports writer. I don't know how to be a podcaster. I don't know how to be in the BBWAA. I'm just going to make that shit up until someone tells me to stop. So, yeah, I yeah, there was a lot. I thought about Dad a lot today. You fake it till you make it. And in Larry Walker's <laughs> case, he made it all the way to Cooperstown. He really made it, didn't he? Yeah. All right. You got me. He, he faked it to the Hall of Fame. And uh, right in. you might be there uh, someday yourself. You know, we saw uh, Patrick Saunders tweeting out some stuff from a couple years ago where uh, he was the president, actually, of the BBWAA for a, a short period of time. And he got to go and, and meet his idol, Bob Gibson, and has a you know good story about that. So, you know, maybe someday. Someday you'll fake it long enough and you'll go, here I am. <laughs> I, I made it to the Otisaga Hotel sitting on that back porch looking at the lake and and being surrounded by the people, you know, we've besides just read about, we've only dreamed about they're they're real and uh, they'll be, they'll be around all of us. And someday, you know, someday that's, I I hope anyone listening to this, that that can happen to them for whatever it is, whether it's baseball, whether it's just some legendary Rockies players at some kind of, uh, induction of, of the Rockies Hall of Fame or, or it's another sport or something else. You just have that moment to say, wow, look at where I'm at. You know, there's a lot of crap going on, but you know what? 
today's the day to celebrate and be thankful for what I have and for where I'm at. Yeah. You just kind of put the whole thing, I think, into a final perspective for me, because what was always the potential mistrial, like a miscarriage of justice, right, on Larry Walker's behalf was going to be people not knowing. I think all of us in life, whatever you do, you just want people to recognize when you've done good work. You've done a good job. All of us want that. That's like a universal. I don't care where you're from, where you live, anywhere. If you've done something you're really passionate about, you care about, you think you've done good work, you just want someone to go, hey, good job. That means like that means everything to us. And then so on a on a larger scale, that's what this was, right? Hey, walk. Good job. Nice career you had there. You belong in the special club. And that would have been the thing, right? And so so that's what it was about is that that's why it hit me so hard finally is, oh, this is what I wanted. I didn't just want his name to go on the thing or his plaque to go on the thing. I wanted people to stand back and go, oh, yeah, we appreciate what you did. You, you, we're appreciating your body of work now. That's worth standing up and, and recognizing. That's all any of us want. It was right that it happened. All right. That was a good one. Emotional one, but a fun one. Had a good time today, everybody. Really appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Make sure you're following, as always, on social media, at Patrick D. Lyons, at Drew Creaseman, at DNVR underscore Rockies. You're subscribing to the DNVR.com so you get access to all the written content, all the discounts on the hats and the shirts. Take your beer down at the DNVR bar. You access to the Discord channel. And the free shirt, I don't think I mentioned that earlier, the free shirt when you order the annual subscription. Uh, also make sure, no, I, I said social media. So, yeah, just keep being absolutely awesome baseball fans out there. We'll keep being absolutely Patrick Lyons, Andrew Creaseman in there. They did it, folks. They put Larry Walker in the Hall of Fame. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.